Welcome to NFT Nation, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. I'm your host, Michael Wheeler, here with my co-host, Alex Ferguson. What's going on, guys? And in today's episode, we'll be interviewing Chris Widmer, a member behind the Party Horse NFT collection, and asking him questions about his history and influence inside the NFT world, and also what he's planning on doing with the NFT project. But before we start uh, with the questions with Chris, we would like to uh, we would like our guest to kind of introduce himself and tell the audience what exactly he does. Yeah, thank you guys for the introduction and allowing me to hop on tonight. Um, once again, my name is Chris Weedmar. Excuse me, Chris Weedmar. I'm a local Louisvillian here. I've been in the uh, technology uh, startup ecosystem for a number of years, really since I got out of college. And so I've had a couple startups in my past, some that have uh, worked out and some that haven't and everything in between. Um, I've, I've really been passionate about this, this what I would say kind of Web3 movement we've had going on in the past few years, which I think encapsulates a lot of what you are talking about between crypto and NFTs. But to me, it's it's an interesting time right now. And, and it's one of those spaces that I really got into pretty heavily about two or three years ago, the NFT side, really the past, I don't know, probably 12 months or so. Uh, it's really had a lot of my attention. And, and, and this this party horses concept came out, came to be from a couple of friends I have locally that had some other ideas. And we can dive into the origin story in a little while. But really, my background is in startups and technology uh, consulting, strategy and business development, um, whether it be working for large enterprise clients or doing my own startups and everything in between. But really passionate about technology and, and seeing Louisville grow and, and growing the tech sector here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, especially someone that's inside the business world, getting into the uh, NFT and crypto space to kind of join together with business and the new technology that's emerging to kind of push the crypto and NFT message. But uh, I think we'll just start with the questions to get to know you a little bit better. Um, you, you say like you... Uh, first weren't into crypto and everything and then like obviously with the party horses and everything else you've gradually uh, learned more and more about it can you explain like your first experience with either crypto or nfts like maybe you bought bitcoin or what what, what was your first like experience with that oh man this is a good one so <laughs> my first bitcoin experience is probably maybe seven years old i was at a bachelor party in chicago so i'll, I'll keep it pg for the uh, listeners, but um, <laughs> I was at a bachelor party in Chicago and, you know, being in the tech space, had heard about Bitcoin and, and, and done some reading on it. Um, had a couple cocktails at this uh, bar we were at. It was actually a really cool bar, bowling alley kind of concept. And so um, anyways, they had a Bitcoin ATM inside of this uh, this bar. And I was like, man, you know, I should just go ahead and do it. Right. And I think I put in I put in like, you know, 300 bucks or something like that. Um, woke up the next morning kind of had a little bit of that hangover movie effect where I was like, oh, what did I do? Like, is, this is a dumb investment. My wife's going to kill me when I get home. I've already blown money on a bachelor party, much less me spending $300 on a, a portion of a Bitcoin. Uh, and so luckily a friend of mine that I was with is, was was very well versed in the space and he was able for me to, uh, to return that Bitcoin. Um, now, I don't want to look at what that would be worth today. Um, as you guys can imagine. Um, so that was my first time dipping my toe into it. Uh, really kind of getting more involved in that side of it probably about three years ago. Um, and, and I've been more on the Ethereum side as of late. But once again, I see value all across. But but yeah, that's my that's my intro to Bitcoin for you guys, where I had a really good deal that 
I should have probably held on to, but I end up <laughs> kicking it back and, and returning it, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm noticing a lot of those uh, Bitcoin ATMs around everywhere. Like I know gas, like I'll walk in gas stations. I'll just look to my left. I'll see a Bitcoin ATM just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. You could, you could really do well, I think because, you know, and I'll get into on the party horses side in a little bit, but like, to me, I think the biggest fear for a lot of people is just the education aspect of it. Yeah. And, and I think if you took time to not even just like set up ATMs, but really just kind of set up a shop, right? Where it's like, hey, bring in 50 bucks, bring in 100 bucks, whatever you want, right? But like almost give like a tutorial to folks on on the benefits of, you know, cryptocurrencies, not just Bitcoin um, and, and NFTs and, and kind of almost being like a concierge service. And I think if you set some of those up in some major cities, I think it would be a win-win for all parties where you can make a fee on top of it. You could get more and more people, you know, to get get rid of the stigma that sometimes crypto has. Because once you get in it, it's not that scary. I mean, that's the funniest thing that we've seen is like the people that have like bought our NFT as their first crypto or Web3 NFT purchase. Like they've, they've hit us up and they're like, oh, my God, I bought three more things on OpenSea last night. Right. And so like you can see once you get in it and dive in, like I feel like majority of people are, are, are diving in head first once they do it. But it's it's ripping that bandaid off. And and, you know, ATMs are one way to do it. But I think it, it, if you can really educate people on making sure they got their wallet set up properly, um, you know, how to how to protect things, uh, what what does what in the space, I think you could really, really it'd be a win for all parties. And I know there's some in some markets, but I just think that's an area that that really could could be expanded on personally. Yeah, I mean, just in Louisville, I know there's so many people I still don't understand. I feel like that's a real good business opportunity for everyone. Yeah, and you know, you think about Louisville, which is what a top 20 city in the country. Yeah, and there's people here that still don't understand it. I mean, you know, you could easily expand that to another 50 markets below us, right? Um, And even really above us too. I mean, there's just so many people that. That maybe you read about it and you know i've heard people talk about it at parties but you know are afraid to pull the trigger and so i think there's just a huge opportunity just from an education standpoint and obviously you should be compensated for your time if you're really helping someone get in the space mm-hmm. and and to me i think it's an interesting opportunity no doubt yeah exactly um especially with uh i know coinbase is doing a lot of stuff like hey if you want to watch a couple of videos about crypto we'll give we'll give you like five bucks of a random cryptocurrency and even though like the cryptocurrency you receive may not be worth much. It's kind of just another way to get people into the market because it's like, okay, this is going to take 10 minutes out of my day. Like, and I'll get $10. Like, sure, why not? And yeah. boom, now you have, and now you have a Coinbase account. So right. it's like perfect. And now you're getting updates on the crypto market, which just dives you deeper into it, which is just kind of great to see. Absolutely. It's, it's, that's a great way. That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. So in the beginning of the podcast, you stated that you're kind of more into business in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So in investments, did you start off with stocks or did you sort of just go straight into Bitcoin or crypto? Yeah, I've always been intrigued by stocks, mainly because it, stocks are companies that, I, that I'm, I'm aware of that maybe I use, maybe I buy their product. So to me, that's that's where I first got my, you know, in the market really is where I learned to, 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 to buy, hold, sell. And then I actually spent a little bit of time in the past few years actually working at a hedge fund. So understanding more what I would say the, um, you know, larger investments um, and, le- and other opportunities as well. So it's it's uh, the markets are something I've always been fascinated by. Um, and it's always interesting, especially when you talk about this Web3 space on the crypto side, where you get so many different opinions from these traditional traders 
um, and brokers that I think it's it's fascinating to me to see. They all have got different opinions on on where they land in this space. And so that's been something I've really enjoyed watching from afar as well. Yeah, it's always interesting to see how they kind of correlate because like you always see how if the stock market goes up, you always see Bitcoin go up and then the rest of the coins follow that. And it's, I always find it really interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, the the fact that you mentioned like working in a hedge fund kind of intrigues me because uh, we don't try to get like too we don't try to like reveal too much about like our personal lives on the podcast. But I'm actually looking to major in finance when I go to college, so that's actually pretty cool to see that you actually have experience in this space. Yeah, I mean, but, there's, um, a, there's a great group locally here in Louisville. If you're ever trying to, there's they're probably the only one in this probably four or five state region. Um, so yeah, if you ever want an introduction there, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely keep that in mind as I go like through, uh, through the path of college. But um, you said like you obviously made your first Bitcoin investment. Maybe not exactly uh, was you did any research about it or anything. But when was like the time where you decided, okay, this is it. I'm gonna start going headfirst into crypto, and I'm gonna understand this fully. And I believe like this is the future. Like when? What was the like turning point for you? I think, you know, a lot of it is like, you know, you know, I associate with. So I've got some friends that we've all got a myriad of friends and you guys can probably attest to this and, and where you are in your lives where you've got the friend smart and, and know how to make right decisions and kind of see where, where things are going. You've got your friends that are risk takers and, you know, will gamble a little bit more. Um, you've got your dumb friends, your funny friends and everything in between. Right. But, you know, when I saw a trend of my smartest friends starting to get in this space and not just like, you know, put a thousand dollars in a couple thousand, but like really putting some substantial money in, uh, probably about four or five years ago, that's when it really got my attention. Um, and so that, that in particular, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I used to run a software development design company here in town called Forest Giant and, uh, Robbie Davis who's actually the party horses. I'll never forget. Like he was, he was, we were on the same team and, you know, we were the first ones in majority of the mornings and, you know, Robbie and I would go back and forth almost every morning. I'm like, oh, should we buy Bitcoin today? What do you think? And like, I think once we started talking about it more on a regular basis, not just like something that was brought up at a lunch, you know, once a month, but like it was almost like an everyday conversation. I think that's really when I started to to, to buy in and believe that, hey, there's there's something to this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just there's just a lot to understand about all the um sort of like investments and stuff that go along with it oh yeah yeah, especially, yeah go ahead oh sorry go ahead. or yeah i'll go um but especially like you said like you've seen your smart friends get in everything it's crazy to see especially maybe in the past year year and a half especially like uh after like post covid and everything it's crazy to see the amount of like famous people you could say get into the crypto space and like learn more and more about it and like start investing in it it's crazy to see yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I've got friends that I never, that, you know, would, would if you would have talked to them, if you would have had this conversation, to your point, 12, 18 months ago, they would have told you it's the dumbest thing in the world. And now you look at their portfolio, um, let's just use their 401k, for example, and they probably pulled out 5% to sum up to 10% and have allocated and diversified into, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and some other uh, coins. So it's, 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 it's interesting that you're starting to see the scales tip where more and more people are, are becoming mainstream about it. Um, you know, and I find that interesting, but I also think, you know, and, and, and you guys are on Twitter and, and social and you see it, but like, you know, the poster reels are true too, where it's like, we're still so early on in all of this. Um, 
that that's what makes it really exciting as well. But um, but yeah, I'm like you. It's it's been a funny a funny you know 12 to 18 months to see a lot of people you know pivot that might not have believed in the space or just jumped in and really jumping in with both feet too, which is pretty fascinating to see. Yeah. So moving away from more crypto and going to NFT project story questions, uh, what's it like having a project in Louisville in like this huge NFT world? And you're really representing Louisville as the first kind of really big and known NFT collection. Yeah, it's been fun. You know, there's um, there, there's 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 been some groups that have come before us. Like uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Bushido's that Jeremy Booth did. Um and he was a really good blueprint for us. Uh, but, you know, Jeremy Jeremy didn't really advertise or market himself from, like, the Louisville perspective, kind of like we're taking on, right? Um, yeah. But, like, you know, he, those those have minted out and sold and, and done very, very well. So, like, Jeremy was a really – the first person we kind of went to when we had this concept come about. Um, and, you know, really just to backtrack a little bit how it came about was we – we wanted to start a cryptocurrency that was backed by inflation proof assets. And I think we'll still probably do that um, in the next 12 to 18 months, maybe a little longer. But um, to do something like that, you would have had to have a raise of like 20 to 30 million, give or take. And for us, like we, we have the team to do it, but we just didn't have the Web3 and the crypto chops yet where um, we could probably lose some on the valuation side of that. And so, you know, one of the investors on this is a guy named Brooke Smith, who owns a bunch of racehorses. And he was like, well, what if y'all just threw my horses on the blockchain and treated almost <laughs> like a syndicate, you know, sold shares. And, and so that was something we kicked around. We kind of laughed about, but it was like, eh, you know, if you look at the securities laws and stuff like that, it's still a little bit of a dicey play. And so we said, well, look, you know, what if we did an NFT first? Um, the, the NFTs make sense. The, the adoption is there. People are loving it. Um, and, and one of the guys on our team, a guy named Zach Jenkins, had the idea of like, well, what if the horses went to watch the humans race? And so that was really how party horses kind of spun up and, and spun out. And so obviously, you know, we, what Kentucky and Louisville is known for is, is horse racing and bourbon and, and events and, and things of that nature. And we said, well, let's shine a light on that. Right. And it's, it's, it's you know, it is shining a light on Kentucky. But, you know, if you look in our Discord group and our Twitter followers and our community, I mean, we've got folks from from almost, I think, every continent except um, except uh, Antarctica. And I'm pretty sure we can fix that. But anyways, um, so it's, it's, it's turned into a global brand as such as how we look at it. Um, but we really wanted to shine a light on what, what Kentucky and, and Louisville are known for, right? And so obviously on the art side, you've got these 10,000 horses that will mint on March 15th that, that have really five just kind of um, um, character, five different levels from your infield horses that'll have the, the cutoffs and tattoos and look a little rough all the way up to your trillionaires row that'll have the top hats and the monocles and, and everything in between. And so the art is there to cover the, um, the horse racing side, right? And so one of the things that we saw that was a gap and a miss really in the NFT space, you know, we'd been to New York for some big events up there. We've been down to Miami for some NFT events. And we, we saw that some of the events were lacking. Um, just it was it was kind of just like a lot of people standing around, which makes if you're an NFT company, like you know NFTs, and you don't probably don't know how to do events. And one <laughs> thing we knew how to do was events. We've got a guy on our team named Joey Wagner who throws phenomenal events, you know, both locally and, and throughout the country, really. And so we said, look, what if we had a way where everybody that, that has a NFT, party horse NFT will have access to, you know, select parties throughout the year. And so our first party will be on um, on Friday night of Oaks night. 
and we'll have uh, we'll give access to about probably between four and five hundred of our NFT holders just because of venue space. You can't fit that many more people and derby parties throughout Louisville, as you guys know. Can't um, fit ten thousand people in a little yeah, small can't spot. Yeah, ten thousand people, right? Um, now the crazy thing is like you've gotten all these people that in our community that have kind of gotten a little upset, right? Which is a good problem to have because they want to go. And mm-hmm. so as we've told people, it's like, look, guys, this is the first party of many. Like we, we're, we're it's, it's like software. You got to iterate. And so mm-hmm. once we understand what works and what doesn't, we'll keep building on that. So we want to create really cool events. And we've done a number of meetups as well that, you know, we've probably been averaging over a hundred people easily at the three meetups we've had, which has been phenomenal to see and show that, you know, there's been people that have driven down from Cincy, Indy, Lexington to these events. Um, so it shows there's a regional play there. The other thing we saw that was lacking was um, the some of the utility in some of these NFTs. Don't be wrong, like the yeah. art on a lot of stuff is awesome, right? That I see out there and the things that we've invested in and bought. But like, you know, some of it you can tell it's just it's a it's a cash grab. They just want to throw some generative art out there, mint and get out, right? That's not that's mm-hmm. not how we view this. We view this as a company and as a brand. And we said, well, look, you know, we've got the event thing figured out. We've got the art figured out. I mean, Robbie's gonna Robbie's art is 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 first class. And we said, what if we could add some utility behind it, right? Because you've got people that are still skeptical in this space. Because when we went to, when we set out to build party horses, we said, look, if we can get we 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 know we could easily sell this out to just true crypto web three communities and enthusiasts. But we we really set out to make a point if if we can maybe get 30% of net new, never bought an NFT in their life, that's a huge win for us. And we've already seen those numbers start to come through on the pre-mint that we sold out on last week. Um, and so what I mean by that is, and so one way we figured we could do that and, and really add utility was if we partnered and, and, and gave everyone that bought the NFT a bottle of bourbon, but not just any bottle of bourbon, like a real cool bottle of bourbon. And so, you know, we talked touched on a little bit on my background. You know, I have relationships with large spirits companies, um, whether it be Brown Foreman, whether it be Sazerac, whether it be, you know, Maker's Mark. And we talked to a number of these people and they were all interested, which was interesting to me because, you know, I've dealt with corporate America and they can take a long time to make big decisions like this. Right. And when we talked to Maker's Mark at the beginning of January, they were all in, you know, we had an hour long meeting and they loved it. They were like, what do you need from us? And we we're like, look, we want to do a custom uh, party horses, Maker's Mark bottle. They're like, say no more. We're in. So we partnered with Makers. So every, um, once again, every NFT holder will get a custom bottle of Makers Mark. Um, we did we did um, two different bottles for the pre-mint. So as long as you signed up for the pre-mint to get you on the whitelist, that's going to get you a bottle. And then all 10,000 NFT holders that mint on March 15th will get one pending their 21 and over. So sorry, guys. I, uh, I know that doesn't check the box for you all yet, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see a, a global brand like Makers where everybody knows the red wax. Yeah. Um, you know, so what we'll do with those guys, too, is, we're, you know, we're going to do 10,000 bottles, but we'll do five different bottles. So you'll have 2000 individual bottles, um, you know, of five different varieties that will come out. We'll let the community vote on what those bottles will look like. Um, but the cool thing is with makers, they've been open to us and, and, and willing to, to kind of push the envelope and get creative and artistic with this thing. And so really at the end of the day, you know, you get, you get an amazing generative collection of art that Robbie Davis has designed. You're going to get access to events. And, and then at the third piece, you're going to get, you know, some really cool makers mark that is wild. We've already seen, we, we had bottle pickups starting last week and people have already been selling them for $400 a bottle Oof. on these bourbon wow. markets. So like already paying for the NFT in and of itself, just flipping the bourbon, which is yeah. crazy to me. Um, but it just shows you that there's a demand out there 
um, for just, you know, for just doing NFTs a little different, right? And that's how we're looking at it. Um, and we want to, you know, we want to reward our community for being early. Um, like I said, this is just the first of many things we're looking at doing. Um, we've got a pretty interesting roadmap that's that's coming together um, that I think will make for a fun uh, 12 months. Um, yeah. for, and we're looking at it in like seasons, right? Um, and so, like I said, that's, that's, that's the first thing that'll happen, but um, there's some really cool things that have come from it. Yeah. I think that um, the utility part of your collection is what's going to stand out the most. Cause I mean, yeah, exactly. it's, it's so pre-mint, easy. it's already pre-mint and you can, you're already getting a bottle of maker's mark. I mean, there's a lot, I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot more utilities with this NFT and I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah, no, I think so too. And that's what, you know, one thing we wanted to, to out of the gate convey to people was like, look, we're not treating this as a cash grab or, you know, let's mint, we're out of here. Like we look at this as a long-term brand. And I think by, by fulfilling promises early on by saying, Hey, I mean, we have people that literally pre-minted that morning and within 10 hours, they had, they were holding the bottle in their hand. Yeah. And I haven't seen that with a lot of people, with a lot of groups. Right. Yeah. And you so, always got to wait for something. And yeah, with yeah, this one, was- it was like immediately it was real quick yeah and like i said and obviously that's that's a perk for people that are local to where we're at and so you know the cool thing is you got people clamoring in in about a million other cities that want their bottles and um and so we'll get it to them like i said if we want to focus we you know and so so to us yeah i think the utilities there the roadmaps there you know our thing is we'd much rather um under promise and over deliver early on because we've seen so many other nfts get burned by Oh, we're going to do this, this, and this, and none of it comes to fruition. It's a bunch of smoke. Yeah, it's um, all talk. Yeah, it's all talk to get people hyped up, right? And for us, it's like, look, we're not going to do that. We're going to guarantee what we can guarantee. Like I could announce today, probably another really, really amazing partnership that'll give a ton of um, free benefit and value to our members. But it's like, look, I'm going to wait until we get the. There's another cool thing that this company's going to do with us. But I just want to wait until we've got everything lined up so we can make an even bigger announcement. Um, because like I said, I've seen other companies, they'll tease it and they'll say, oh, you, we might be able to do this, but it's like, no, until we've got something signed and something in hand that we can guarantee it, we're not going to do it. Um, just because it's not fair to our community to, to kind of, you know, tease people and think that something might happen when people, a lot of times they know damn well, it's never going to happen. Um, yeah. I mean, it, sorry to cut you off, but people really get their hopes up with these NFT projects. I mean, if you really just like look or like obviously like random NFT projects that really have no like official backing. They just have the same copy and paste roadmap as like, oh, we're going to save the world and give all of our holders like all of the, we're just going to keep airdropping them <laughs> Ethereum until uh, until they all, are all millionaires or whatever. But it's great to see that your project is actually, or the team actually cares about what what is the utility, what's going to happen, what's the future in the, you're making it's one of the first uh um kind of collaborations i've seen where it's with a huge brand name company like especially like yeah. with maker smart and i was explaining this project to some of my family members and friends and they're like oh here's michael again talking about nfts <laughs> blah 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 and then i was like guess what they're partnering with maker smart and then like it, like obviously like people's ears don't peak like it's uh peak up like a dog but you could tell they're like they're like hold on what did you just say explain that again like what what, what is this you're talking about the derby some horses a, a, a specialty bottle of bourbon continue like can i i want to learn more about this so it's kind of just crazy to see that that's what really makes you all unique and especially with the the bottle part uh i was like especially after the pre-mint and like that because i i was part of the pre-mint and i was just like scrolling through twitter that night 
and I saw like the meetup, people had the bottles in their hand. That really drove um, kind of viewership and engagement with the community because they're like, all the people that pre-minted were like, wait, I can actually get this. I want it now. Come on, like this NFT project has future. This is this is real. Like I want it. I want. I can't wait for the mint. And that actually made more and more people that didn't didn't even pre-mint be like, wait. I made a I made a mistake. I need to get in. I, I need to join the Discord. And I remember like after the pre the Discord just like blowing up with people, which is crazy to see. Oh, it was, and it and it still is, right? I mean, I've still got people hitting me up every day, like you know, should I buy one on OpenSea? And that's the crazy thing too, right? We never expected the the transaction volume on OpenSea for just the pregame NFTs to take off. Um, I think there's already been like over 11.2 ETH traded or something crazy like that. Yeah, three minutes. it was like that day. And I was like, you know what? I want to see how much these are trading for right now. And it was like the first day that they dropped it was pushing like one ETH. It's crazy. First I mean, it's like, just like we never we never thought, you know, I mean, I think we probably thought, you know, potentially. But I think, you know, it's not it's, that quick. No, not that quick, man. But I think, um, I don't know, it's been it's been a it's been a blast to see it come together. Um and, and really to get the community involved, right? Because, like, you know, going back to the Discord blowing up and and it being authentic, like, you know, you look at, I'm a, I'm a member of a number of other groups, and you get in there and you're like, oh, they've got 7,000 Discord members or 10,000 or 20,000. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, our, our Discord is way more active on a daily basis. And it's like, then you realize, same with Twitter, right? I mean, always people are buying bots and it's not real. I mean, not, it's real, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying like, yeah. people are fudging their numbers. And that's something we've been adamant about the whole time. It was like, look, we're not paying a dime or, you know, any any bots or any fake accounts. You know what I mean? It's like, look, I'd much rather have a community of 100 people that want to be a part of this than than buying 10,000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool. And I think the community appreciates that authenticity as well um, because it all is organic. I mean, it's like we're, we're, we're doing this and they're on they're on the ride with us. And that's what made that's what's made it a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, even though, like, I obviously can't partake in the um uh, collaboration with Maker's Mark. I can still appreciate the utility. And I'm also, like, I have a number of family members who are huge bourbon, not even bourbon collectors, but just bourbon aficionados. And they would love just to have a bottle in their collection just to look at, which is crazy to see. But yeah, I'm just excited for the future like that this entire NFT project has. Yeah. Especially especially with the work you all are doing. No, I appreciate it, guys. It's It's been a blast. Like I said, it's... um. It's interesting because, like I said, I've done other startups, and normally you kind of have a traditional roadmap. But this thing, it can bend and twist on on, on a dime, um, and it, it, it's kind of fun to ride these waves. But you know, I think the cool thing is, like I said, just the team we've got makes it makes it tolerable, and, and you know, it makes it you know fun to do it as well. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been a blast, no doubt. Yeah. Have you guys thought about doing any other collaborations with other companies? Like, obviously, like Louisville Slugger is in here. Have you thought about like maybe doing like a bat with their NFT on it or whatever? Yeah, no, it's it, it's a great question. You know, and we spoke with Slugger. They're in an interesting, not a predicament. Like, you've got the Major League Baseball strike right now, which really yeah. impacts their business. Um, in the timing of it, like they're literally about to go into baseball season, one way or the other. They also opened up a brand new, um, I think it's called like a hitting facility and then i'm blanking on the name but i mean it's state of the art they dumped a ton of money into that and so the 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 thing is like they get it and they were intrigued the problem is like they're just spread really thin right now uh timing wise i think if we would have hit them up like in the winter we could have probably worked something out a little quicker but um Mm. it's something we definitely want to partner with them on it was something we were you know we were actually thinking about for our under 21 crowd was like hey if they can't get a um you know a bottle of makers well let's hook them up with a bat 
and maybe yeah. we dipped it in some red wax or something. And so there's still conversations going, but I think that'll be one that's probably pushed probably more towards later in the year. You know, another another one that people have asked a lot about was Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. And and we've had a number of calls with Churchill just in full transparency. They're awesome. Um, the, the issue with that is like um, their main sponsor is Woodford Reserve for the Derby. And obviously makers in Woodford are, are very uh, competitive whiskeys. And so once we pretty much said, look, we're we're tying our horse literally to, to makers, <laughs> um, you know, it kind of made things a little more difficult on a on a, just a true Churchill Downs track partnership. Um, I still think there's some things we're going to do with those guys. Um, so stay tuned on that front as well. Um, but yeah, you'd be surprised, man. We've had a number of um, of big companies that, you know, probably couldn't spell an FT three months ago um, that want to get in the space. And so um we're strategic on who we bring in because we don't want it to just be some bull some bs kind of corporate grab where every corporate company comes to us and we kind of throw them in there um it's got to be something that makes sense for our community and that they are excited about and it can actually provide more value and utility to our group as well so there's um there'll be some more folks that'll come out you know we'll probably hopefully be able to announce one um i'm hoping by friday it's it's in the hands of, of some legal departments so uh you guys will find out once you get out into the, the business world that once once you get to legal, that's normally a good thing, but it also can take, you know, what feels like forever to to get through, you know, and get something approved. So hopefully we can get that out by the end of the week and that'd be a pretty cool announcement. That's another um, interesting local group that would add tremendous value to, to all of our holders. So hopefully we can have that out by the end of the week. Yeah. Locals, local is always cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially well, this, this, down. Is a, this is a local global company. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Especially with local, you have a lot of pride in, within like the community, and that pride spreads because it's like it's unique and it's real. So people want to tell their friends about it, and it spreads like that. But we really appreciate you having uh, coming on the podcast today and talking about what the Party Horse NFT collection has in the future and all the real world application that um it's doing. But uh, we like to kind of end the podcast with some fun questions kind of just to get off the business side and for my first question uh if you could have any superpower what would it be and why oh man that's a good one um i think i think i'd want to be able to read minds because i've been in enough meetings where i think something's going one way and sometimes it goes a different way um that's probably a gift and a curse but i think it'd be fun to really know what people are thinking yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with you, especially with superpowers. It's uh, You can go many different ways because you're like, whoa, being able to fly would be cool because I don't have to like buy any. I don't have a, I don't need a car anymore. Yeah. But uh, in like telekinesis, you can just like pick stuff up with your mind. That'd be cool. But yeah, being able to read minds would be pretty fun. But then you'd learn like way too much about people, I feel right. like. That's what it's I'm like, saying. It's it like might... pros and cons. Yeah, it would definitely be a gift and a curse. That's for sure. <laughs> if, if I could turn it off, that would be ideal. Yeah. So for my kind of question, who's your like main role model in life? I know with like investors, it's Warren Buffett or whatever. Who's your, who's the person you look up to? Uh, I always looked up to my dad, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he did, he did well on the business side, uh, more on the sales stuff. But, you know, I think it was, I think I really learned a lot and, and picked up, I think what's probably the most important thing in, in life is just your attitude and keeping a positive outlook, even when things don't go your way. Um, so yeah, that would, you know, it's probably a cliche answer, but you know, that's, that's per- the person that comes to mind for me. Uh, yeah, that's great to hear, especially, uh, 
a lot of people look up to their dads, especially when they have a, or especially when they have a big part uh, in their life. And it's just great to see that you're kind of homegrown, similar to Alex and I. But um, for my final kind of fun question, this might be hard for you, but are you a DC or Marvel guy? Ooh. Usually it's Marvel, but DC's actually done fairly well decently or recently. But um, I've got I've got an eight year old son, so right now it's Marvel all the time over here. We've got Avengers on, you know, at least once or twice a week. Um, uh, what's the new one that just came out? Uh, Batman, the new the new Batman movie. No, I want to see that. that. What's the 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 the, um, the Asian superhero that just came out? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Shang Chi, yeah, that one. Yeah, been, yeah. He just he he fired that one the other night and I fell asleep. But um, yeah, that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Marvel. And actually, um, and I don't know if it's really superhero, but we've been watching Free Guy quite a bit. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen that. That's a pretty funny movie with Ryan Reynolds. Um, yeah, that's a pretty yeah, solid. One. It. I haven't I haven't watched it personally. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but yeah, definitely definitely more on the Marvel side right now. Yeah, I I I kind I kind of agree with you. It's really hard. I wouldn't say I'm. Uh, like uh, a radical DC fan or a radical Marvel fan, I kind of just appreciate all of it because why would you just take? Why would you just hate another like uh, company just because? I mean, they both <laughs> make great movies and they have great characters, and it's just just be positive and enjoy the content. But um, we uh, just like just like we said earlier, we really appreciate you coming <laughs> to the podcast. And um, if our audience was looking to find any of your social media handles and. Uh, anything like how would they find you and like what's your social media so you can find the party horse yeah so, yeah you want to just um you know easiest place to go is partyhorses.com and that has all of our handles from twitter to discord to instagram um i think that's all we, the main three we've got so yeah you can follow us at party horses on twitter um let's see it's discord.com gg um uh slash party horses and then uh instagram is just at party horses so but yeah, partyhorses.com will give you all the information you need to pick whatever channel is easiest for you. And uh, that's, where, that's where you can find all our stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's good to hear. Uh, thank you. Uh, obviously, uh, if the audience is listening or anyone listening at home, please go check out the Party Horse NFT collection and also any uh, social medias that they're associated with. And join the Discord. I uh, will pop in every now and then. I know Alex has been in part of the um discord as well but i will say thank you thanks uh thank everyone for listening today if you all want to follow our own social medias you can follow us at in uh at nft underscore nation underscore podcast that's on twitter tiktok and instagram it's all the same so it's easy to find also we have a youtube channel where we post uh, the full episodes on as well so they're very easy to find so yeah guys we, we appreciate that uh, if you want to go give us a follow you can also give us five stars on any or on our spotify which helps us grow because we're a very small podcast here so uh, yeah guys we really appreciate you all listening today and have a good one